Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Bree, and I am joined by a girl gang today. It is something that I've been wanting to do more on the podcast, and it is all Harlequin Mills and Boone medical authors, y'all. So I am joined by, first and foremost, first to the podcast, author Deanne Anders is here. Welcome, Deanne. Thank you. Author Juliet Highland is here. Welcome back, Juliet. Hi, happy to be back. Author Tracy Douglas is back. Welcome back, Tracy. Hi, thanks for having me, Brie. Thank you. And author Anne McIntosh, who is like who I was chatting with initially when this whole wonderful experience kind of came to be. So welcome back, Anne. And thank you. Between you and Juliet, thank you all too for putting this together. Thank you for having us. Yes, we're so happy to be here. Well, we are in the... We're at the end of August as we're recording this, and you four have something really fun coming out. But um, for any for the three of you that I have not spoken to this year, Juliet, we'll start with you. Like, how's 2023 been for you? You know, it has been a little bit crazy because I got a new job and my oldest started high school, which I'm very much not prepared for, but it's happening anyways. Um, so it's just been, I blinked and somehow it's August and I'm ready to put up Halloween stuff now. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, congratulations on having a high schooler. <laughs> Thanks. My oldest two are in eighth grade and I'm like, I just hope this, this year drags by cause I'm not ready for you all to be ninth graders, but yeah, it'll, it, it, it's going to happen. I know. Um, author Deanne Anders, tell us how your 2023 has been. Um, busy. Like I was just telling the um, the other girls, uh, my hospital is moving to a brand new, I call it a five-star Marriott hospital. We've, uh, we're an older hospital in Pensacola and everything that it takes to move a whole hospital is amazing. Wow, so yeah. work has been crazy, but exciting. And uh, then I got my last child's getting married in two weeks, which is just yeah, that's it's a going to be in the Smoky Mountains big party wedding. So I'm looking oh, forward to that. Congratulations! Oh, yeah, how exciting. Tracy, tell us how 2023 has been for you. It's been super busy. Um, let's see. Since I I don't think I've been on the podcast since 2021. I think the last time I was on was the weekend that I adopted my dog. Yes. Dog. Yes. So Carly is here and she's doing great. Um, let's see. Since Hi. then, I have started a pen name. Um, I'm indie publishing MM Romance. Um, I'm also busy writing medicals. And um, I started a new job too last year. Um, I'm an editor at Level 4 Press. So yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. And Anne, you and I have chatted already this year, but since we've chatted last, how's your summer been going? Oh, it's been actually very quiet. Um, my hubby had knee surgery, so we've been just here. He's doing really, really well. I'm so proud of him. Um, but there really hasn't been much going on. Well, I was in Canada when I spoke to you last, seeing my kids and having a, a bit of a break. And... Um, yeah, since then I had my birthday. We parted like it was 1999. <laughs> and then you everything seem like came such the party girl, Anne. <laughs> you seem like such the party girl. I have to admit I am. 
I can attest. Under the right circumstances, though, <laughs> I'm one of those introverts who like stays at home, and then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you four are working. Have, we, so y'all have a continuity coming out, and I I love medical continuities. And one of the things that I think is just so special about the medical continuities is they tend to just come right out. Like y'all just give us all the books, like two a month. Sometimes like it feels like the whole like series is just coming out back to back. Like you don't make us wait. So um, Juliet, will you share with us the whole premise of the continuity that y'all have coming out? Sure. So our continuity is called the Boston Beacon Hospital Continuity. And it's set in Boston, which is very fun. It's set in the month of Christmas. So everyone's stories are taking place right about from like the Thanksgiving time period right up until Christmas time. And Anne has book one. And that story has a nurse coming in from Hawaii and um, the head of pediatrics. And then my story has a heroine who is a dog therapy worker and a hero who has come to Boston. He's there for the, the first time. He moves he moves around a lot. And then um, with Tracy's story, we get a neurodiverse heroine, um, Callista, and she's like the baby of the unit. She's just out of med school. Uh, and then her her hero has come in. Uh, he's a cardio. Uh, oh, Tracy is a cardiologist. He's just a pediatrician. He's a pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I believe he was a cardiologist, yeah, but now he's a pediatrician. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're helping out um, a young boy in their story, and then Deanne's story rounds us out with um, Ben, who is basically just your grumpy. Uh, hero and his ray of sunshine light that reminds him of happily ever after uh, Izzy. And that is a story with a one night with consequences. So it's all all tied up together and, and it was so much fun to do. So how did the, I mean, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like the continuities is usually the editor. It's like their idea. How did you four come together as the team of authors that we're going to like bring everything to life? Well, it's not always editor-led, but this particular one was. We were given the Bible they assigned all of us to our various storylines. And then we actually put together a, um, a group chat so that we could hash out all the different, um, where, where the characters intersect because very often these continuities take place uh, over a period of time and they're not, they don't overlap that much. But this particular one, all of them overlapped within that Christmas period that, you know, as uh, Juliet said, Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve kind of time frame. So it, you really have to kind of get together and figure out, okay, uh, where do I put this other person into the book? Can we have them meeting somewhere or or having dinner together or, you know, whatever? Okay. So starting with, so Deanne, we'll start with you. Tell us like one of your favorite moments in your book. And can y'all share the titles or is it too early to share titles? Oh no, the titles are already. They're already yeah, out there. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Deanne, we'll start with you. Can you tell us the title of your book? I, I, so it's the fourth one in the series. And just tell us like a favorite moment 
like in the book that you're excited for readers to to read? Um, there's a lot of medical excitement and everything, but to be honest, um, the the book is the surgeon's Christmas baby. So, you know, Izzy knows about this baby a long time before Ben finds out about the baby, and she's kind of judging him about whether he's going to be the kind of parent she wants involved with her child because he's lost a child and family and he's kind of isolated himself but she draws him out which is great but to be honest my favorite part is the fact that Izzy loves everything about Christmas but she's a terrible cook and she wants to make Christmas cookies and she made them the last year and she doesn't know it because they all disappeared but actually Ben bought them all because everybody was complaining about the cookies and he didn't want to hear it anymore so when she starts talking about making these cookies he has to find a way to keep her from making these cookies because he's afraid she's going to get her feelings hurt. So she, he decides to talk her into, no, come help me make cookies. We're going to make it for my mom's recipe. And then it ends up his mom's recipe is just like my chocolate chip cookies. It's on the back of your Toll House cookies package. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had a lot of fun with that. You definitely did a spin. Like I'm a huge Hallmark movie watcher and there's always like a cookie making montage and you definitely put like a fun spin on it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Somebody's like, no, no. Why don't you come help me? Yeah. Right. Don't cook. Um, okay. So then Tracy, your book three, I guess we'll just go backwards. Um, tell us the name of your book and tell us one of your favorite moments in it. Sure. Um, the name of my book is Home Alone with the Children's Doctor. And um, as Juliet mentioned earlier, uh, my heroine is um, adult diagnosed autism. And so she was recently diagnosed right before the book. So she's kind of dealing with that. And I will say up front, my book is kind of a non non-traditional Christmas book. Um, and so Callie really is not into the holidays at all. Um, she's okay. very introverted. She is not, you know, she just doesn't get the whole Christmas thing. Um, and so she was just looking forward to staying at home by herself and just chilling out on the couch with her cat. Um, she's a black cat named Wednesday. And, um, so she was, yeah, she was just, you know, thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Um, she's a busy resident, so she never has any time off. And then all of a sudden the hero shows up on her doorstep because she shares the apartment in Boston with his younger sister, who is her best friend. And unbeknownst to her, her best friend, Jen, um, the hero's sister, says that he can stay in her room over the holidays. So um, it's a forced proximity, um, non-traditional kind of holiday romance. Um, my favorite scene that I wrote is actually the grand gesture scene. And I'm not going to share that because I want you to. Oh my gosh, I can't but, wait. Um, there is an earlier scene. Um, I posted about this online and readers got really excited about it. There's a sexy latke making scene in it because my hero is Jewish. So it's more of a Hanukkah story than Christmas. And um, yeah, there are no, no one was hurt during the making of the latkes. There was no oil accidents or anything, but um, it, it was just kind of a fun little sexy um, scene with that. So I'm really excited for people to read it because um, it's, like I said, it's non-traditional. Um, he, he, it's got the whole Hanukkah thing in there and it was just a really fun story to write. So I'm excited. I feel like we need more of those. And I, I personally love when you have a character that's not really into Christmas. <laughs> right. Well, in her journey, she kind of, because of her autism, she doesn't really 
you know, get a lot of the things Mm -hmm. that other people get as readily. And so part of her journey is kind of the hero helps her to understand kind of what the true meaning of the holidays is. And also, um, yeah, it's just, it's a really fun, sweet story. So yeah. Um, Juliet, what is the title of yours? And what was one of your favorite moments? So mine is a puppy on the 34th ward. And as the title kind of hints, it's loosely a retelling of Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. So my favorite part, so my hero, Nick, uh, comes from a military family and they moved around a lot. So they were never super big on holiday traditions and things like that. And my heroine, Bren, was jilted on her honeymoon and she's decided this year she's just not doing anything big. Uh, And of course, life makes things very different on that. But Nick decides that he really wants to get a Christmas tree. And so he and Bren, she had a not good experience with a real tree when she was little. And so he goes and gets a fake tree for his place, but he goes a little bit over the top and he gets a very colorful tree, not a traditional like green tree or white tree. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) And it's incredibly gaudy and so over the top. And the two of them laugh quite a bit regarding regarding how horrible and yet cute his tree actually looks. Um, Anne, what about you? What's your title and a favorite moment? My book is entitled The Nurse's Holiday Swap. And as Juliet mentioned, Ilani is Hawaiian and she has swapped lives basically with, um, with a, a nurse from Boston. And she comes to Boston wanting to experience everything there can possibly be about a white Christmas. Uh, my hero, Javier, Javier is um, he's pansexual. He was married to a man and they adopted a little girl. That marriage broke up and he has just decided that it's time for him to get out of the, break out of the funk that he has been in since his marriage dissolved. And she, of course, helps him do that. But, I mean, it starts out with her thinking that he's he's gay because he was married to a man. So there's all of that discovery that needs to go on as well, you know. And I think my favorite scene is the ice skating scene. And, and I won't say anything more about it. It's just, it's a fun, sort of sexy scene when the two of them are just trying to discover more about each other and he's trying to help her to discover the joys of a cold Christmas rather than a a warm Hawaiian Christmas. Yeah. So will we see the book, like the characters from each of y'all's books, like will they, will their paths cross a lot? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like uh, Juliet's, um, Juliet's heroine and my heroine are actually rooming together. Because the nurse that went off to Hawaii is Juliet's heroine's roommate. So there's that interconnection. And my book being the first one, I tried not to... I mean, I introduced the characters in in subtle ways. But I tried not to gunk up anybody else's story by putting them in <laughs> too much in there. But we did actually have to create a calendar in our group chat. <laughs> So we could keep track of where everybody was at. Yeah. So like what, okay. When were you all writing these books? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, oh. 
I'm assuming early. it wasn't like last year during the holidays. No, no, I think mine was like no, I think February, it was, maybe February or March. Yeah, early this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think January. I think I want to say it was actually. I think I was writing mine not too long after New Year's, only because I seem to remember not wanting to put on Christmas music to get myself mm. back in the. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, okay, I was like, either y'all were writing them like in the summer, and you like really had to like bust out the Christmas music to get yourselves in the <laughs> mood. But then you said like January, and I'm like, well, by that time you're kind of out of the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So, like, oh, what yeah. was it like, kind of either staying in that mind frame or like having to get yourself back into it. I left my Christmas tree in my office up and listened to Christmas music because I love Christmas music for probably a couple extra months. Yeah. I I did the same. I left my Christmas tree up, but I will say, I think that being kind of over the holidays actually helped with my book since my heroine was not into the holidays. (laughs) It kind of helped me. (laughs) Yeah, both of... I didn't leave up a Christmas tree. Um, I should have. That is a lovely idea. I will keep that in mind if I do this again. But I'm with Tracy. I think because my heroine was a little bit bah humbug on the holidays that it kind of helped that I wasn't raining it during like the height of the fun holiday season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just channeled my Canadian experience because she was all about the white Christmas and the, you know, making a snowman. And of course, I totally forbade her from even seeing snow before before the end of the book kind of thing but yeah I mean I, I I've kind of gotten used to that whole writing out of season thing so it didn't it didn't really bother me that much mm-hmm. but as, as like so I feel like holiday romances are a big deal I know for me personally they are my favorite as authors is there, does it feel like there's a little bit more pressure on your end? Because I feel like, like, does it feel like readers come to holiday romance for something obviously specific? And does that feel like it puts a little bit more pressure on you? Well, I mean, you, you have a, you have a pact with your readers, right? And I think that pact in romance goes across, you know, whether you're writing a holiday romance or or just a, a summer romance or whatever. Uh, so to be honest, no. I mean, I, I think, yes, for the holiday romances, you have to put in certain touchstones that will bring them back into the season. But for me personally, I, I just think you, you need you need the usual format. You need them to feel invested in the characters and you need them to feel that that romance can last past the holidays. Yeah. That's just yeah. me personally. I don't know. For uh, me, I like everything Anne said. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, the the hardest thing for me is that I always try and do something fresh with my books. Like, I don't want to repeat the same thing over and over. And there's a lot of holiday romances out there. So I, I, I was kind of like, well, how can I make this a little bit different than everything else that's out there to give a kind of a fresh perspective on it? That, that was really the pressure that I felt versus, you know, because – it's still a romance. You still have to have, as Anne said, you still have to have all of those beats in there. That's what makes a romance. So, um, yeah, for me, it was more making it fresh and different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lucky because one character is a Grinch and the other one is way over Christmas. You know, she wants to do everything Christmassy because she can get that as a kid. So that's part is me. My husband is more the Grinch. So it's kind of <laughs> 
equal to real life. (laughs) (laughs) So did you all pick the stories that you ended up writing? No, they were assigned. Nope. They were assigned. Okay. Because I was wondering like what about each story for you individually was like, okay, I want, I want to do this one. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's the interesting thing about continuities is because at least the ones I've been in, they are assigned. So you have to kind of, as the author, you have to go in and kind of find the things that you can connect with within the story to make it your own, if that makes sense. So is it easier? Go ahead. I was going to say, and there were a couple of things. My story had a couple of parts that I won't get into because it would kind of give away part of the story. Um, But the the way the editors had structured it wouldn't function super well. So I, you know, sent them an email and we kind of chatted about a couple of tweaks and things that I could do to make it more along something that was, um, that I thought would play better for the hero and the heroine. So there, there was a little bit of leeway, even though it was my assigned story. Yeah. The same, the same with me. Um, I was able to talk to the the editors about a couple of things and and get them changed. But I I've been really lucky with these editor led continuities. I think because I've written older characters and I've written um because you know I, I did the 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 female female romance. I think I've been lucky in that they they tend to kind of give me stuff that they feel that I can connect with anyway or or I'd be able to kind of work with so well yeah and when I said that they assigned them they do but they do put thought into it like I think they try and pick stories that they think that author's voice will that story will suit them well um yeah and like even though it was assigned like mine there were still things within the story that were up to me to decide um like my heroine's particular neurodiversity um, I had originally, um, I had originally thought to make her bipolar because I grew up with a father who is bipolar. Um, but then it was just, you only have 50,000 words and it was hard to kind of work that in, in that many words. So, um, I ended up going with autism, but they do leave enough leeway that you can make the story your own. And as Juliet said, they're always, and, and they're always very amenable to the author's having input on that too. So it's not like, well, this is your story and you're stuck with it. <laughs> and they give you a lot to work with there. Yeah. So. Yeah. They give you, they give you a, a backstory and a good outline and then you get to fill in the bits yeah. that make it come alive. Yeah. For you all as, as, as writers, what do you find special about being part of these continuities? Cause as romance readers, we love series. And I just think I had never even heard of a continuity until or like a series that wasn't written by the same author until I started reading category. And there is just something really special about them. Like you're in the same world, but every book may be written by somebody totally different. And I think it's just a really fresh perspective on something comfortable. Um, But for you all as the writers, like what do you feel is is special about it? It was a challenge, Mm -hmm. I felt. And I think sometimes your writing needs a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's interesting to me personally to see the, the way different authors approach their work. So, yeah, you know, when we're talking about stuff, um, Juliet has one way of, of coming at things. And then Tracy and Deanne have other ways of, of coming at things and bringing up different aspects and different plot points. 
So it's always fun for me personally, because I mean, it, to be honest, it kind of takes some of the pressure <laughs> off right? of me when, you know, Juliet's like, okay, my characters are walking through the park and this happens. And I'm like, okay, can we do it this way so that my characters can do this with the same seat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this was my first one. So How I- How did it go for you? I just really enjoyed the experience. It was something, having been a category reader for a long time before I read uh, any, before I wrote any category romance, it was, it was really exciting to, to get to be part of a Christmas continuity. Yeah. Oh, so this excited, is my, y'all. let's see, one, two, third or fourth continuity, I think. So, and I, I really enjoyed this one. And I will say that the people involved make a big difference to you. And I loved working with all these gals. So yeah, it was great. Does it feel like since this is your third, Tracy, does it feel like every time you're like learning something different? Yeah. I mean, each time um, it's a a little bit different experience because you have different people, you have different personalities and different perspectives coming in. Um, And each of the ones that I've done um, have been really different, even though this is the second Christmas continuity that I've done. The first one was um, Royal Christmas in Seattle came out, I don't know, two or three years ago, I think. Um, but even with them both being holiday, they're very different kind of storylines. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> the experience and I, this, it's nice to have someone kind of give you an outline and say, okay, here are the bare bones of the story and now you fill it in instead of having yeah. to come up with <laughs> on your own. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it's true. It's like, okay, well, I don't have to start from scratch with this whole thing. They're giving me at least something, you know, to kind of spark it all. So yeah. I don't think it sounds bad at all. I mean, as much writing as y'all do, I'd be like, thank you for the break. <laughs> thank you for yeah. doing yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not making my brain work overtime on that. Thank you. I appreciate but, that. So yeah. I think I think this is my I think this is my second Christmas continuity. And I, I had to laugh to myself because there's a you know there's a child in in my story. And the first one that I did had a baby. And I'm like, I don't write kids and I don't write babies and they keep giving me these but at the same time it's good to be taken out of your comfort zone you know what I mean they want you to write babies no I'm just kidding no (laughs) no babies no caps no babies okay Anne is like give me all the older characters I'm not doing anybody under the age of like 30 yeah exactly Teenagers, the heroine is pregnant. I mean, because we did have a pregnant heroine in your last book, Anne. Yes, (laughs) with two babies, and then of course I give her twins too. You gave her twins, (laughs) double whammy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so holiday faves. Let's let's kind of round this out with holiday faves. Whether it's let's let's talk like movies or TV songs, whatever. Like when you think of this time of year that we're rolling into, like what's something you return to um, just, you know, for at ease, for comfort, whatever. Uh, Juliet, you're at the top of my list. So we'll work our way down. We'll start with you. <laughs> okay. So oof, I'm not actually a huge Christmas movie person. Um, my husband is, and he always starts the season with um, Christmas Vacation, and then on Christmas my morning, no matter where we are at, um, he will always watch um, a Christmas story. 
And so he and the girls do that. And so I, I get enjoyment out of seeing him get so excited um, for those Christmas movies. And we have lots of, he has a Christmas vacation snow, like snow set, like the, like he sets up on our Christmas mantle and, and stuff like that. So. Shout out to husband. That's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Sorry, Juliet. <laughs> he loves it. It's just not, I didn't grow up really watching them. And so I think he has that like nostalgia from, from when he was little and everything. And it's kind of a connection with his parents who are both gone. And I, I get a lot of joy from just watching how, how happy they make him. Yeah. Is there, is, is there a season where you like, are you like a, like during the hall Halloween, the month of Halloween, I guess. I am. Are you like a Halloween scary movie Halloween. watcher? Yes. Halloween Town. Does anyone remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, and I'm Juliet. Huge, I, I love the Sanderson sisters. So Okay. From Hocus Pocus. Yes. What about you, Deanne? What during during this time of year, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, whatever, like what's some a comfort film or song or whatever that you turn to? Um, I love watching, this is crazy, but the old movies, the little clay ones with my grandkids, mm -hmm. um, Home Alone, The Grinch, um, all of those, like with my grandkids, even though they now, well, I have two sets, but one set that's getting to be teenagers that, and then there's a new set little coming on, but that's how my, I, because my character loved it. She had a calendar and she watched a different movie every night, Christmas movie. So I took my favorite Christmas movies and put them in the book while they're watching these movies. But um, I think I'm just a child at heart. And I love going back to my child days, Home Alone, all those. And uh, just getting my grandkids together to watch them is always like the best thing of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, what about you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I will say up front, I'm a huge wimp. So I do not watch horror movies at all. Um, I, no, no, not at all. Um, I Christmas movies. I watch. I have a couple that I watch every year. Um, I love Elf. Um, oh, I, I watch oh. Elf every year. I love. Um, it, these are like super old ones. Um, Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby and yes, and that those are because of my mom. My mom loved them. And so it's kind of tradition. Um, the Bishop's Wife, the old one with um, Cary Grant and Loretta Young. Um, yeah, I watch those every year on White Christmas. And then um, Auntie Mame. I don't know if you guys ever watched I'll have to look I for this one. I love that movie. It's hilarious. And um, it's not really a holiday movie, but it's just um, actually the song. Um, oh, what is that song? Um, crap. Well, I can't remember now. But anyway, there's a really famous Christmas song that actually comes from that movie, even though it's not a Christmas movie. So anyway, just a little trivia. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll Google it and I'll put it in show notes. Yes, and it's the old one with Rosalind Russell. So, um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I did not realize how good the old like. Oh, I we just... need a little Christmas. That's the name of the song. It comes from that because it was actually a Broadway play before it was a movie. So, um, the song comes from that Broadway play and then also from the movie. So, yeah, we need a little Christmas. Yes. Okay, I, I will that. leave a link to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did not realize how good some of those um, like classic holiday movies were. I watched Christmas in Connecticut, I think, like two Christmases oh, ago now, and really I was like, too. I was like, this is hilarious. Yes. It was so good. <laughs> right? It's really good. Yeah. So, Anne, what about you? Um, 
Okay, so when I lived in Canada, every Christmas Eve, they would play, they would uh, show on TV, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. And that's one of my favorites. Uh, now they show it here at Thanksgiving and I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> but I try to watch that every year. And um, the one that Tracy mentioned, Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. Love that show. Right. I anytime I see it coming mm-hmm. on, I'm I'm there with my popcorn and my cup of tea or whatever, you know? Yeah. I didn't I didn't um I didn't grow up watching a lot of the more modern ones. Mm-hmm. So I can take them or leave them. But I'm huge on the whole Christmas tree decorating thing. That's that's my spiel. I you know, I get sentimental over all the old ornaments and stuff. And there's a song, um, I'll be home for Christmas. Mm. And I mean, it just shows what kind of a big sap I am. But every time I hear that song, I'm like blubbering. (laughs) Because my mom always said when she lived in England, she would hear that song and cry because she wanted to be back in Jamaica. And so I think of her and I think of my grandmother every time I hear it. So Yeah. Well, um, start with Juliet. Tell us, like, what's we have the continuity coming out. Are you working on anything else? Is anything else coming out from you? What's next after this? Okay, so my first non medical romance um, comes out. So I'm now writing also for the True Love line, which is the romance line here in the States. Um, so congratulations. That, <laughs> that comes out in January and it's called How to Win a Prince. And then I have a duet for the medical line that's out in May with um, it's dating his irresistible rival and her secret baby confession. So, oh my goodness, Julia, you have been a busy woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's so exciting. Uh, Deanne, what about you? What's what's next after this? Um, I'm working on a midwife series. It's um, Music City Midwives out of Nashville. Mm, okay. I go back to my labor and delivery days um, because I love my labor and delivery days when I was a labor and delivery nurse. <laughs> and go back to the midwives. And um, I love Nashville. It's got some country music, a little reality show in there. Um, it's uh, I'm excited. It's, it's three books um, set in Nashville midwives, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds so fun. And do you know when it comes, well, when it's kind of scheduled to come out? I have not seen that yet. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out on it. Um, Tracy, what about you? Yeah. um, I just turned in book two in my Wickford General Hospital series. Book one just came out um, earlier this month. Um, Those are small town romance um, books. They are set in a fictional town on Buzzards Bay in Massachusetts. Um, about an hour outside of Boston, and those have been just so much fun to write. Um, And so book two, um, book one, um, Single Dad's Unexpected Reunion just came out um, the beginning of this month. And then um, book two, An ER Nurse nurse to Redeem Him comes out in April, I believe. Um, And there'll be two more books in that series. Um, And then I have um, a new trilogy coming out under my pen name, um, which is MM Military Romantic Suspense. Um, and my pen name is T.S. Ankeny. So those three books are coming out. Um, the first one is in October. The second is in December. And the third is in February on those. And then um, 
Um, oh, and I will have an online short. They asked me to write an online short related to the book that I have in this continuity. Um, they're doing like a 12 Days of Christmas um, thing on the Harlequin website. They did. Um, they do it every year. And each day is like a different author writes a short story related to a holiday book they have coming out. And so um, I just turned that into my editor. Um, and I don't know when that'll be, but sometime probably in December. So, yeah. That's what I got. You've been busy too, Tracy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anne, what about you? I feel like a slug in comparison to these women. You're not a slug. <laughs> no, not at all. You're wonderful. <laughs> Me too, Anne. I understand. <laughs> you I'm just just got to go on, girl. I yeah, you know, I I've taken a little bit of a of a hiatus. So my next book comes out, I think April of next year. Uh, the Vets Caribbean Fling, I believe, is what it's it's in, it's titled, and it takes it goes back to my fictional Caribbean island, Saint Eustace. Um, yeah, and I'm just starting on a historical. I'm going back to my erotic romance roots, and I have a, a four part historical um, erotic romance series that I'm working on now that I hope to start putting out early next year. I want to have all of them finished so that I'm not stressing myself to the max because I know who I am. (laughs) When you do the pre-order thing, you have to kind of have your ducks in a row. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that's about all I have going on. Everybody else is like, I have 20 books coming out next year. I'm like, you're doing great. Anne. your book comes out in (laughs) April. It'll be here before we know it. (laughs) You're perfect. Just the way you are, Anne. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Anne. (laughs) <laughs> uh Juliet, where can everybody keep up with you online? So most of the time now I'm on Instagram and then I have recently started up a YouTube channel. Um so Yes, you, search- you did. Yeah. Yes. So if you start Juliet, search Juliet Highland on that. Um I'm every once in a while I check in on on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, but I, I'm rarely over there on these days. So Instagram and YouTube are kind of the best places to catch me. Yeah. I feel like the bookish community that was once upon a time on the Twitter has really just kind of been like, okay, we're done here. (laughs) Yep. It it got to be too much of everything. (laughs) Deanne, where can everyone keep up with you? Um, I'm sorry. I suck at this. Really is not my, I, um, Facebook is about it. I just don't, but with working full time and everything in writing, I don't do as much of that as I should. I'm hoping in a couple of years when I retire, I'll have more time for that. That's totally fine. That's fine. Do you have a newsletter or anything? No. (laughs) Facebook is fine. Like, I feel like if anything, Facebook is it. (laughs) So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a time thing, and I just don't have that much time. That's that's fine. Uh, and so, what do we type in on Facebook? Just type in author Deanne Anders. Yeah, mainly, I, and I do a little bit over there. I've done a lot of stuff that Harlequins asked me to do. Um, I did do um, their Sunday moments. Yeah, um, where yeah. I did I'd read um, the first chapter of um, my last book that came out in July, June, mm-hmm, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Um, and little little stuff like that is, like I said, I need to do better. But between work and then just finding time to write, 
I, I just don't have the time. You're doing the best you can, Deanne. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> all the stress I can handle. <laughs> Tracy, where can we keep up with you? Um, you can find all my socials and um, my newsletter sign up on my website, which is tracydouglasbooks.com. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I, I suck at social media to you as an author. I know you do. Well, I, I post, a, no, no, I post it on my personal profiles, but I don't do a lot on my author thing. I tried TikTok for a while and I was like super active on TikTok for a while, but it just takes so much time for me anyway. And so, same. Yeah, so I kind of <laughs> pushed back there a little bit. Um, yeah, my newsletter is probably, I, I, I am adamant that I'm sending it out once a month. And so I try not to, I don't spam anybody or anything like that. Um, I send out once a month, usually on a Friday, because I am doing this freebie Friday thing with a bunch of other authors. So there's usually a free book in there from somebody in my newsletter. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. So. Okay. And Anne, where can we keep up with you? You kind of can't. I'm, I'm worse than Deanne. <laughs> kind of can't. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, yeah. Yes. That You're doing the best that you can, Anne. I'm doing it's okay. the best that I can. <laughs> You're I doing the best. Which is basically nothing. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, frankly, for me, social media is all about cute cat and dog memes and and funny stuff you know what I mean so yeah I I really I I that's about it I don't do anything much um you you could probably find some stuff on my website but it desperately needs updating at this point but yeah that's about it sometimes you (laughs) all have to just like you have to life (laughs) yeah exactly you know it's also at Macintosh.com. So. For me, I spend so much time in my head because I'm a writer. I'm like, mm-hmm. who would want to spend more time in here with me? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> or you're exhausted. Day, you're like, like, I don't, you know, I try, <laughs> try and be good, especially if like somebody takes the time to like, you know, posted something like a teaser or something or make one for something. I I'll try and repost that. But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't have a lot of spoons for that. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, for me, it's like Tracy just said, I spend so much time in my head that when I'm out and about, you know, there's some authors, they're amazing. They're they're going places and they're taking pictures and they're posting and, you know, it's it's a lot of fun just following them. Um, I never remember to take pictures because I I tend to, I tend to live, I tend to live in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm there, I'm enjoying it. And then afterwards, I'm like, whoa, you know, this could have been an interesting thing to post on my, <laughs> but I forgot to take a picture. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. No, I love the honesty. I think that, um, especially like when, with the rise of TikTok, I started seeing so many of you all as authors, like, you know, everybody was on there. I'm on there. But I, I, I even for me, I reached a point where I was like, it's like a second like a side hustle, like a second job to try to have exactly. a personality yeah. online. Especially and I was like, I when just... you're first starting out, because you have to do it like so, so regularly to catch the algorithm to, for anybody to see what you're doing. I mean, it, you're absolutely right, Bri. It is like a second job or third job yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And when you've been doing something already all day, you're like, I, I just don't want to do this. And for you all as writers, it's like, 
you're already writing. You, then you don't, who wants to think up content to post? <laughs> you're exactly. Like, I just want to watch TV. Yeah. And if you like with TikTok, people want to see you. You mean I have to now get up, take off my pajamas, put on a brassiere so that I can film something? Yes. No, yes. it's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, and honestly, I am so boring. I'm like, who would, who in their right mind would hear anything that I have to say or watch anything that I do? Because I am incredibly boring. So you are anything but boring, oh, Tracy. Honey. Yes. Yes. You're no not idea. boring, Tracy. No idea. Absolutely not, Tracy. No idea. <laughs> Very much is a full time. I mean, there are people that are now doing it full time that are content creators, and yeah. that it's it just between having a full time job, writing, and trying to be an active parent and spouse, the social media thing is just something that I let go and that's okay. Right. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I said to, I said to someone that years ago I was pumping out books and novellas, you know, on a a grand scale, but realistically I was not living a happy life at the time. And so it was a great escape. Now I'm living a happy life Mm. and I don't want to escape. I want to be present in that life. So it means that you really have to choose what it is that you're going to spend your time on if it's not with your with your spouse and your friends and your family and your work. And social media just doesn't fall very high on the list for me. Yep. Yeah.